Hello, and welcome to Cover to Cover Open Book, or like I like to say, Frame to Frame. My name is Raina Cowan, here at a new time. I've moved from Friday to Wednesday to talk about Frameline, the San Francisco Lesbian, Gay, Transgender, Bi Film Festival, uh, which is so far in its finished its first week and is running through Sunday. With me today is to talk about a film I really enjoyed is director of the film Open Up to Me, Simo Hallinan. Welcome to KPFA. Thank you. Now, you were a Finnish director. So uh, is this the first film that you've made that had to do with trans or gay subjects? Yeah, yeah. So what inspired you in the first place? And then I'll talk about what the film is about. Uh, well, uh, I didn't have a subject in my mind that I would write on this sort of like a headline. Uh, it was, to, it, you know, I'm a writer of, sort of like for a profession. I have also written novels and I'm a script writer. So what I do is that I think about people all the time, different destinies, you know, stories. I'm looking for them. And uh, it just occurred to me that I had this idea for a cleaning woman who's cleaning up a therapist's office and there's a phone that rings and there's somebody who's looking for help and there's this man. This was the original idea. And uh, my main character was sort of like a mystery to me for a while. I didn't know why she starts to help this guy who's who's having marital problems. Uh, and I thought about it for, for a couple of weeks. Why does she act like uh, like she does in the beginning of the film? Because there's a there's a very intense contact right from mm, 10 minutes on and uh, then then I asked myself a question what would be the sort of like the load that she's carrying herself you know it must be something very strong and uh, I don't know where it popped up perhaps I've thought about the I the the uh, about the uh, problematics of um, being a transgender person uh, from early on, I remember having, you know, read about it. I, I have seen long time ago an interview of Jan Morris in television and so on. But it just occurred to me that this is this is something very strong. I didn't have any conscious idea beforehand, and in a way, I felt that it was very nice to have sort of like the soul of the main character before I knew what she's what she's been through. So it's interesting because what the story is about is. Uh a character who is M to F and who has transitioned and used to be a very well-known soccer player. And uh, But somehow, I guess after the transition, she lost everything. It seems like she lost a sense of family. She lost a sense of purpose. She lost who she was and uh, was kind of looking for something or someone to make her feel whole in a way uh, and it's it's interesting to me because often when people are talking about trans stories the first feeling that um, characters often have in films for example is the sense of jubilation so you're actually taking it from a different angle which is that she found something which is who she was she became who she was but she also lost something that she had yeah. to find again yeah the first scene is sort of like a roadmap for the film because we understand what she's missing in her life she's missing uh, contact to her daughter she's missing you know a decent job a real job because she's she has academic background and she's also she's missing a, a sort of like an intimate you know friendship with somebody not just somebody but somebody she can really relate to this is the start of the film and when i got the idea of course i started to check different films and books about this matter 
there was this film Transamerica, which I w- wanted to see, but I understood that it was sort of like a mirror, mirror, fi- mirror film to my idea because it tells about the journey towards the process, you know, finishing the process. So I felt very happy about uh, finding out that nobody had really made a film from this point of view. Yes, and uh, so the the way that the film starts, which is it's such a sort of funny idea, is that the cleaning woman uh, sort of acts as if she's the therapist. But it's almost through the act of her being the therapist for this man who's coming in that she starts beginning to understand who she is and what she needs. Yeah, she has to define herself through the process that she goes with this man and, and other things besides that, with with people whom she meets, who she meets through this man. So now, uh, this is a topic that, uh, th- this seems like in some ways kind of more of a mainstream film than some um, films in terms of that uh, there is a quality of it is that it seems like a normal, regular, everyday kind of story. And yet, at the same time, it's dealing with... Um, normal regular everyday emotions and it's in a um a particular focus which is on transgender issues which is unusual uh, hasn't really happened here quite yet in the US yeah you see uh uh when you get an idea like this for a film i think you could go the easier easier way for example to get financing together by making it a gender film you could make it a comedy or you could make it a thriller, which is very typical, you know. And uh, these matters are very often handled in films, either as a comedy or a thriller. And I didn't want to go through that. And it's just my personal, you know, feeling of being as a filmmaker. I don't want to do that. I'm not into gender. I want to do drama, which is more difficult in a way, uh, but it's more rewarding for me. So uh, we're talking about the film Open Up to Me that's playing this evening at 9.15 at the Castro Theater in San Francisco as part of the Frameline Festival. And with me to talk about the film is the director, Simo Hallinan. Now, one of the things that you do in this film is that none of the characters are particularly likable or unlikable. I mean, they're complicated. They yeah. have good and bad parts. Yeah. Uh, so did you have the sense that... Uh, that because it was a film about an issue that hadn't been really tackled before in Finland, that you had to um, make each character nicer? I mean, you didn't do that, but I was wondering how you wrestled with making each person as full as they were. No, you see, the first idea for the film was not a film, but it was a three-part TV series. I wrote it for um, almost for a year to become sort of like a miniseries and it was more democratic the story there was much more storyline for the other characters as well and uh, the thing that was connecting them was that they were uh, trying to define themselves not when it comes to their sexual behavior, but sort of like their intimate identity, if you understand what I mean. You know, it is not either or, but you know, what, what, what I consist of and what do I want from other people and of myself. And, and it was a very good theme, but it became sort of like too democratic, the story. And uh, I had difficulties finding the financing for the TV series. And then there were people in the Finnish Film Foundation and there were people in, uh, in the television. And they said that, you know, your main character is so interesting and she has such a complicated, you know, situation in her life. Why don't you concentrate on her and try to make it as a feature film? And which is not very typical. Usually you try to make a feature and then you end up in television in this way. <laughs> it, yeah. it went the other way around. But 
I feel that it was good for the writing process and for the side characters, you know, for the minor characters as well, because I had already developed a lot of stuff for them, a lot of scenes, you know, so I knew them fairly well. So they were not, at least, that's how I feel, they are not sort of like just side characters to 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 complement the main character, but they carry sort of like a quest for themselves, which might be smaller though. So the main character, Marit, is someone who is uh, trying to find her new identity and feel good about herself. And she meets this man, Sammy, who uh, is married, who is a teacher, who uh, who's very much his life has been involved with soccer. And he is somebody who I think doesn't quite feel himself and in his own body. He's confused. He's, a, he's teaching physical, physical education and... It, sort of tells, you know, that he's always been, it has been sort of like a heaven for him, the physical aspects, but he hasn't decided uh, what what he wants in life, you know, when it comes to his heart. And the problem is that he, he's married to, fairly, uh, to a fairly strong woman. Yes. And so the question I was wondering about is, so he is somebody who um, in some ways winds up being very intrigued with Marit. Was it harder to find somebody to play that role, or was it harder to find somebody to play Marit, the uh, the transgender woman? Mm, well, from, from sort of like the technical aspect, if you think uh, the technical point of view, it's very difficult to cast somebody to play a role like this for my main character, for Marit. Uh, so that was more difficult. Uh, I had the advantage of, of finding a very good male role because I just let Peter, who's Peter Franzen, who is playing the lead, uh, and he's, he's famous in Finland. He's, he's been to a lot of films. He's perhaps the most famous actor in, in our country. I just sent the script to him because I thought that he would be fine in the role, you know. And uh, I didn't expect, expect him to, to take the role, sort of like to say yes, but of course I did a casting session with them. But he, he just sent an email saying that uh, he's very impressed about the script and he's, he's in if I like. Hmm. So it was very quick. That that thing I didn't consider other possibilities for that role. With Marit, it was more complicated. It took a while for me to understand because I, I had this feeling that I might, how would I say it? Uh, I might um, make a fool of myself if I don't the, if I if I don't succeed with the casting for that role. And. Were you, did you think of um, having a, a trans actor play that pos- role, or did you always think that you wanted a a, a bio woman to play uh, that role? Had I had a possibility, had I known somebody who could play the role and would be a trans, uh, of course I would have I would have jumped at the chance. But Finland is five million. It's like one state in your country, you know, average state. So. It's like finding finding a very good actress for that role in in Michigan or somewhere. It's it's not so easy. Uh, but the thing is that uh, once I got the idea to ask Leah for my leading role, it became very very clear to me that she's she's perfect for the role. So how did you direct her? Because she is a woman playing. Uh, someone who was a man who transitioned to being a woman. Mm. So how did you talk to her we, about what, how to think about that? We talked about it, and then I made her read a couple of books, uh, and then we just talked about the script. She had, the, she, she had experience in life. She had had um, a friendship with, uh, with the, from uh, female to male, you know, uh, trans 
person and she she knew about these problematics you know and she had she had spent time with the person uh so she had sort of like a first touch uh but she's so talented and she's also because she's a writer herself and she's also a theater di- uh, director so we just went on talking about the script about it's it was actually very technical don't don't get me wrong she put a lot of emotion to it and I, I, and i also put a lot of emotion to directing her but it was not very complicated in that sense that we just talked about our main character as a character as a human being you know So the physical side we did a lot of checking with that a bit of checking but but that was not that was not really hard either either Well it's interesting because at the beginning of the film the Marit character is quite constricted yeah and uh almost uh flat not because they're pl- not being a good actor but because yeah. there there's not a lot of emotion there yeah. and then there's at different moments there's a lot of intensity of emotion that happens through the course of the film as she develops as a character yeah it that was our main idea we had this sort of like the dram- dramaturgy was to that that she would open up in the halfway of the film when the when the relationship really um, starts that w- that was the idea for the dramaturgy and did you film the film in sequence? No, no, we didn't have we had a very low budget for the film. It was 1.1 million dollars. So it was made as a low budget 22 days we just went and did a long day long days all the time. So that there was a way where you were sometimes doing scenes from the beginning of the film and sometimes scenes from the end of the film. How did that work as in terms of such development with the characters? Oh it's uh it's just work that you have to do and it has a lot to do with uh, with the sort of like if you have a flexible actress leah was very flexible with that you know she she's a wonder woman when it comes to acting it's really nice to work with her and what i like about her too is that uh she's very straightforward to her fellow act actors and actresses so she's she's giving a lot of energy all the time so it's very simple and it's very direct i'm very i'm very direct as a director i admit when i'm lost and she does the same as an actress so it's more you know we're not acting to each other which which is the most important thing in directing so were there certain moments like give an example of a time when one of you felt lost and the other one helped you out oh we had a difficult scene with, uh, there's the end the last scene between Marit and and Sami when he comes and he's angry you know uh because uh, and he wants to have the photographs back you know uh and that scene was very difficult because we didn't find in the end I understood had I understood that there shouldn't be almost any dialogue in the fighting scene uh it would have been clearer but there was thing there were there were pieces of dialogue that were totally unnecessary and when we started to do it it became a little bit artificial so we worked worked on it while editing but really that that was a difficult scene for us uh there were some others too but we didn't have too much time to have difficulties we just had to shoot because <laughs> we had such a small budget My name is Raina Cowan and you're listening to Cover Cover Open Book Real to Real Frame to Frame and we're talking with uh Finnish director Simo Helen and his film is showing this evening at Frameline in San Francisco at the Castro Theater at 9:15 p.m. Uh now one of the other uh themes that is in the story is Marit having to reconnect 
uh, with her daughter, who she became alienated mm-hmm. from. I mean, it was it was clear that there was a way that Mart had lived in a smaller town that didn't handle her transition very well. Uh, and so there was all this different kind of pressures that were happening there. Uh, did you? What made you come up with this idea of having the daughter of having such a pivotal emotional role in the film? I really cannot remember anymore because it's three years since I wrote the script. How I came up with that? Uh, it has something to do with the landscape because the landscape where where she ends up, where she's from, is is northern Finland. It's sort of like uh, it's like Alaska for you almost. It's it's very very harsh uh, surroundings to live in. And I know that area because I spend a lot of time nowadays there, you know, two or three months a year. Uh, so I knew where she came from and it just occurred to me that it would be very, very strong and natural thing for her to have a child. And it, I, I cannot say where it came from, but it gave a dimension to the story because it was a practical way to tell about her past as well because you, do, you do, didn't have to, you know, talk so much. She went there, she has to deal with things that have taken place there and it sort of like brings the past into present. And, of course, in my opinion, uh, children are the people, our own children are the most, you know, they are the people that really you know, mean to us. That's that's the most important thing in life. So you really have to define yourself. And you, and it's also very important to me that in the end of the film, she has to still admit that her daughter will consider her always a father. You know, and this came through a lot of talk which I had with um, a therapist and sort of like a psychiatrist, very educated uh, person who had worked a lot with uh, trans uh, trans peoples, you know, helped them through the process. And she read the script four times. We had a lot of a talk and she saw this aspect of the story as a very important. And I think that affected it as well. Do you think if the film was about a different subject, would you have felt the need to um, talk to a psychiatrist or you know somebody who's an expert, or do, do you think that there's a certain kind of responsibility when you're doing films either about stories that you don't know about or stories about people who tend to get more discriminated against? Yeah, of course. In this case, it was very, very natural that I find, and I, it took it took a while to write, find the right person. Then I found, and she was she was perfect for me because she gave a lot of insight to the you know sort of like the real early background even though I had read it quite a bit but she explained it from from her personal experience and that was very nice uh, I mean professional experience uh, but I do that kind of work quite often when I'm writing a script uh, I try to check the backgrounds uh, you just have to do it at the right time and not too little and not too much because if you find your if you are right if you're writing a script and you're at early stages if you consume a lot of information you know tons of information you end up writing something which is so like middle of the road or something which is you know statistically right you have to you have to give space for your imagination in the beginning of the process also to you know just to go and feel the characters once you have done that you can start to sort of like ask, is this possible, you know, does it sound, you know, relevant, yeah. 
And how how do people in Finland, you know, respond to uh, issues having to do with trans? Uh, well, Finland is fairly tolerant, you know. There are not too many problems with these kinds of issues. Of course, it's not a very common issue. People don't know so much about it. This film, I think, has affected quite a bit, you know, because it was in, 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 in the, there was there were stories and the. the uh, in newspapers and media and so on. So it may have affected it a little bit, but, uh, Finland is a little bit strange country because we are, con- we are sort of like nat- nature people, you know. We have, we have moved to towns and cities fairly lately, you know, 100, 150 years ago. So we don't have that kind of, um, sort of like city culture which you find in Central Europe. Finns are very natural beings, uh, in that sense that nature is close to everybody and for example the female role has always been sort of like very physical and you know f- you know women have carried through a lot of you know physical tasks in the countryside and they still remember you know everybody has a grandmother who has been physical you know and so uh the role of a woman in Finland is fairly different from role in Germany or role not to speak of latin countries so, or so on so uh uh I think a lot of people understand these issues that you can have the male side in you and sometimes it can be very strong or vice versa. So uh, people people took the film fairly well. Yeah, it got very good reviews. It was not a very you know big success because this kind of theme doesn't you know if it's a drama it doesn't you know make people stand in lines outside the cinema but it got very good reviews and no I, I didn't have any problems first I thought that I would run run into some problems that, or there would be you know maybe I would get these phone calls in the middle of the night you know but no nothing and this film has been uh, going to different film festivals has there been different kinds of reactions depending on the country that you're showing the film in and whether it's a gay lesbian film festival or um a, a film festival that has a different theme. Um, this is actually the first uh, gay lesbian festival where I where I'm attending with the film. Uh, I was in Palm Springs in January. There was a very good audience. It got very good response. I felt that the audience understood the characters real well there. Uh, it depends. I was in Italy. I was in Florence. And uh, I got very good response from the audience, but they were really talking. They wanted to talk about in Q and A. They wanted to talk about uh, our society, Finnish society, and our sort of like family relations. Because Italians, they always, you know, they want to solve the riddle of the family always. You know what? what and uh, the, that was funny to see. Otherwise, yeah, it it varies, but I don't think it has necessarily anything to do with you know sort of like national characteristics it's more like who are the people who happen to be there in the cinema because in any country you have so many different kinds of people so uh, I, one of the other questions that I had watching the film is that a lot of the scenes take place in the school and so that meant that all the actors who are um, high school student mm-hmm. age uh, have to know about the film. So how are they responding to the idea of this being a film with uh, uh, an M to F main oh. character? Did that? I think that's that was quite okay. That was I okay too. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It it was okay. It was not. Perhaps it was a little bit, you know, odd thing for somebody. But you know, it was told quite clearly what is it, what what it is about. But as you see, the film is not very explicit. You know, there's nothing. You know, that's an additional thing because at the early stages when we were trying to get the financing together, there would be, you know, 
German financer who would say that okay, it's too kind the script if it would be if it would contain more sex or <laughs> it, if it would be more explicit, uh, we would get you know financing. But we said no, that's not the story we are telling. Uh, interesting. So you had to actually negotiate on both sides. Yeah. How, to, how to make sure that it's not too sensational and at the same time not too soft and sweet. Yeah, because you see a lot of films nowadays in the world that are you are who are really that are really trying to be sensational, you know, trying trying to really to uh be as, you know, sexy as possible. Yes. We're talking to the director of the film Open Up to Me. The uh it's a Finnish film that's showing this evening. And at the Castro Theater at 9.15 in San Francisco. It's part of Frameline, which is the Gay, Lesbian, Trans Film Festival in San Francisco. And there's screenings for the rest of the week in Elmwood and Berkeley, um, the Roxy and Victoria in San Francisco, as well as the Castro. You know, the film that's showing right before your film is a really interesting uh film from Britain called Lilting. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. No, I have a ticket for it for tonight. It, uh, it's a... I think it's a wonderful double bill because Lilting tells the story of uh, a, a British young man who lost his lover to something which you don't we don't know what happened but some, he somehow died and but he has contact with the mother of his former partner and the mother is somebody who was Cambodian Chinese and who doesn't speak English and is in a home and he's trying to build a relationship with her and it's really very sensitive about crossing different boundaries and making connection and a really very interesting film that's um, also playing before your film yeah I read about it I want, absolutely want to see so it I, uh, I found that to be sensational another film that's opening in the theaters that did play in the Frameline Festival is uh, Violette which is a film about Violette Leduc um, she was a writer in the early uh, 1960s her first book that was internationally recognized was called Le Bastard and it was about her experience as um, growing up without a father and um, her mother had been involved with the was a housekeeper and was involved with uh, um, the man who she worked for and she was somebody who became good friends with Simone de Beauvoir who helped with her work uh, Jean Genet Jean Paul Sartre and it stars my favorite actress Emmanuel Divos um, so that's a really interesting film that's opening in the theaters this Friday and well worth checking out it had a special screening at the film festival along with a documentary about um, Violette Leduc, which also was really interesting for France. So uh, very interesting to have you here, and uh, I hope your screening goes really well this evening. Um, there, it's 9:15. There's still tickets available. You can go to Frameline.org, or you can go to the Castro Theater tonight at 9:15. So I want to thank you so much, Simo Hallinan, for being here. Thank you. Uh, my name is Raina Cowan. This has been Cover to Cover Open Book. I will be back next month with more talk about film. Thanks for listening.
last 30 years, a new systemic conception of life has emerged in the forefront of science. Fritjof Capra can describe it. Physicist and systems theorist, founding director of the Center for Eco-Literacy, author of the Tao of Physics, The Hidden Connections, Belonging to the Universe, Capra has won many prestigious awards, including the Bioneers. He will discuss his major new work, The Systems View of Life, A Unifying Vision, on Thursday, June 26th at St. John's Church, 2727 College Avenue in Berkeley. Mitch Jesrich will host this KPFA benefit. There's wheelchair access. Advanced tickets are at brownpapertickets.com or supportive bookstores. Further information on the KPFA website. For Free Chaff Capra,